Good morning. And a lovely morning it is, too. Man, I remember in November, we were all worried that, you know, this is just the start of the fall and the uh, weather's going to get so much worse. Yesterday, it was like 40 degrees this time. Uh, this time, it's about uh, 6.15, December 5th. Tomorrow is Ellie's birthday. Hope to be prepared. Uh, let's see. Wow, I've just started and I've already lost my train of thought. Yeah, it was, uh, it was cold. It was getting really cold. We were into the 20s. Now it's like 50 degrees out here. 50 degrees at 6.30 a.m. Once again, I feel stupid for wearing a hat. Anyway, so it's a nice day. Probably going to get nicer. Uh, start working on yesterday. Um, I saw something by uh, Matt Wallace where he was breaking down the sales from uh, Failed City's uh, monologue. Some good stuff. Well, not just that. There was also Deck Gibson stuff like that. And I'll be honest, I was flipping through all of that looking for any uh, mention of like, of course it was the ebook translation that really screwed it up. You know, professional pride and all that. But no complaints there apparently. So yay. Um, yeah, but he made a really good haul on uh, on the uh, failed cities, and that's awesome. Of course, he promotes it a lot more than I do, so there's that. Of course, I mean that's that's the question. Is I'm looking at how do I do what he did or better, you know? And uh, so, first of all. There's the fan base. I don't know from like Twitter followings or clout scores or whatever, but I get the impression that Matt and I have a similar number on the fan base. Not counting the calls for Cthulhu stuff because of course there's, that's like a devoted fan base that's devoted to Cthulhu and calls for Cthulhu. So it's not quite the same thing. They don't translate to uh, fans of the books. Um, anyway, so uh, so yeah, I'm looking at what could I do different. Uh, some notes. Um, first of all, there was that thing about $9.99. He set his book price to $9.99. And, uh, it's a pretty ballsy move. I don't think I could do that. I, uh, I was looking at some of the other stuff, though. 
He does do constant promotion. So, so that's worth noting. And, um, you know, he does a good job with promotion on Twitter. From what I understand, that's like the majority of what he does. Partially because, like most people, I mean, most professionals looking to market, Facebook is just a giant suck hole. I use Google Plus, but uh, any 16 year old any 16-year-old will tell you that Google Plus is a ghost town. It hasn't reached that point. Not for a marketing tool. But uh, Twitter... Twitter's not bad. He, uh, he was doing direct sales. Selling direct from a uh, website of his own. He liked... What was it? Hip... Hip something... I forget what it's called. I like Gumroad. I like the simplicity of it. But either way, it said to me, hey, you need to have a way to sell that direct. So I came up with this idea. I'm going to, uh, since, since you're able to uh, give them more than just an ebook. I mean, if you go to Kindle, you go to Amazon, you buy Invito Rex, you will get the entire book Invito Rex. You will get the basic rules for the game Circus. And you will get the uh, most of the first chapter from the next book, Work in Progress, uh, The Cut Purse King. And all that's great. But what I'd like to do is have extras for those who'd buy direct. Because I think Kindle is still the 800-pound gorilla. 800, 600, whatever massive number people use for the weight of a gorilla. So I got to get a draw to pull them away. And... uh I'm thinking, I don't know if you know about this project, but a long time ago I created a typography program using Python that will take a section of uh, text and a picture, a massive high-res picture, and it will draw the picture using the text. So if you create, for instance, I took a silhouette of uh, Sherlock Holmes and then I rendered that as a massive poster using text from the Hound of the Baskervilles. So if you step up close to it, you can read the Hound of the Baskervilles right there. So anyway, I did the same thing with a picture of Scepter. And I'm tempted to add that in as one of the extras that you get for going to Gumroads. Won't do a thing for the uh, Amazon ranking, of course. Either sales or popularity. 
morning. But Gumroad gets me a much better return on the money. I mean, bigger royalty. And that's cool. You know what? I could also put the uh, put the audiobook in there. Huh. That's a thought. You probably don't want to download the entire audiobook. And in fact, I don't have the whole entire audiobook ready. But maybe the first couple of chapters. It's a thought. Another thought is that once I finish the audiobook, I should really try and sell it as one big package. But anyway. So, direct sales, Twitter campaign, could be apples and oranges because his fan base may be totally different from mine. Don't know. He does travel in a bit more rarefied circles than I do. Uh, let's see. In the end, I was talking about the pricing. And I was looking at changing the pricing for uh, Invito Rex to about $9.99. I talked to my wife about it. I talked to Nathan Lowell about it. And, you know, is how much of a risk is this? What is the chances for reward? Does the higher price automatically give it a better gravitas? All that kind of stuff. And in the end, Nathan said, look, we know what price people are generally looking to spend for sci-fi from a new author. We got that number. Everything else is just playing the game. And none of it is as good as sitting and writing. And he's right. So, yeah. Speaking of which, I only got 800 words this morning. Can't even argue that I was particularly tired. I was just easily distracted. Thinking about when I get home, taking a few minutes to top that off before I head off to work. After all, 200 words is like nothing. And it feels good to say a thousand. Got a thousand done. Every day. Anyway. Um, yeah. So it got funnier because I saw this uh, book written by a self-publishing podcast or something like that. And I apologize for my memory here. I can't remember anybody's name, but uh, it was called something like Write, Rinse, Repeat. And uh, they were talking about how they were making a living wage off of book sales 
because they had 50 books, 50 plus books out there being sold. There's something to be said for that. Let's see if I had, I got about five books now. Yeah, 50 books selling at the same rate. Wouldn't quite be a living wage for me, but it'd be a start. Of course, my real hope is that I'm building the fan base so that what I'm looking at now for sales numbers is not going to be the same as what I'm looking at later. That's why I'm doing the Noblesse Oblige series instead of just the one, you know, one-shot books. I have a real problem with writing series. I don't know why. The ideas that I come up with are generally disparate, and I'm loath to cobble them into universes I've already created. For instance, I was mentioning that Hades thing. A film noir kind of story where the hero is Hades, as written by Philip Marlowe. That one really could not work in the uh, noblesse oblige world. What would be kind of fun would be to retell Yojimbo through the Noblesse Oblige universe. If you're not familiar with Yojimbo, you may know it's an Akira Kurosawa movie about a ronin who uh, comes upon the small town owned by two different uh, families, gangs. And he sides with one, betrays them to the other, and then working for the other, betrays them to the first, playing each other, playing them off of each other until they end up in full-scale war. And then having taken what he wanted and barely survived, he just walks away. Sorry, that's a pretty cynical way of telling the story. I believe the samurai, Yojimbo, actually wanted to enact positive change. But, uh, makes it sound like he just came in like a plague of locusts. Either way, I like the idea of a noblesse oblige ronin. I like the idea that security officers are bound by uh, an oath of fealty that they have to uh, they have to be subservient to their masters and then when they're kicked out of the home no one else will take them no noble house would take the rejected captain of the guard 
from another noble house. And so he's left to wander. Penniless, but with ridiculous training. So yeah, that's the trick, is, uh, is writing for the universe that I've got. I have a lot of trouble with that. Or the Tumblr universe. There's all kinds of Old West stories that would really work well out on Ceres. Discount Miracles is actually already set up for a sequel. They're all ready to be made into series. And my mind just flits to completely different stories. I had this idea about a woman coming home from work and having this incredibly trippy experience on her way home. I mean, she's just walking along and then the stones on the sidewalk shrink to mere cobblestones with nothing but hundreds of miles of air below them, clouds traipsing along. And she's so afraid, but the angel in the blue jeans is right next to her. And he helps her. He holds her hand and he guides her across. That kind of seriously trippy. And she sees all of these things and the woman made of eyes doesn't worry her at all because she knows that it's some kind of weird dream. And she just walks through it. And she sees strange stuff like a gun in the cabinet and she just accepts it. She finds a, a house within her house. And inside that house, she finds the gun. And because it's a dream, she's just walking through it until she wakes up on this park bench halfway between her house and her work. And she's a little nervous about it because she's not given to strange hallucinations. But uh, as she's going home, she meets the woman the woman who, in her dream, was made of eyes. And the eyes of the woman that she sees in real life, they look exactly like those eyes. So she starts getting a little trippy about it, thinking that she's seeing the future. And she remembers where the house inside the house was. So when she gets home, she sees there's an air vent where the other house was. So she opens up the air vent and inside, she sees $30,000 in cash wrapped up in a little envelope. Anyway, I had this whole little plan made up. It kind of sprung on me free, uh, fully formed, but... Basically, 
have her witness through surreal ideas a future wherein she discovers that her husband is going to kill her and she kills him instead. Then she comes home and sees hints that are just a little too coincidental. Makes her think there must be more to this. Makes her believe in the vision. So she has to consciously make the decision. Am I going to kill my husband who's never done anything to me? On the supposition that my fantasy was real. And that he is in fact plotting to kill me. Anyway, that's just... That's the kind of thing I'm thinking. Kind of stuff that pops in my head. And once again, it's not based on any of the other worlds. It's just a really cool idea. But everywhere I go, what I hear is, it's the series that sells. So I have to keep putting ideas in the drawer. And it's not like I don't like the series that I'm making. I actually love the pseudo-steampunk aspect of the Noblesse Oblige universe. You know, I'm like three books into it, and we've said almost nothing about the lunar colonies. They're out there. They are real. And it's a thing. I kind of want to make them like the Heinlein loonies, where they're fighting for their independence. And Earth won't let them go. Morning. Oh, good boy. You are very well mannered. We get so many dogs that we pass by that people walking with them can barely hold them. And okay, Ripley doesn't really count because she's busy running away from them. But Jasper just treats them like, okay, it's another person, whatever. Okay, it's a dog, whatever. It's very cool with them. I like that. Don't get me wrong, we put him on play dates and he gets that wide-eyed kind of why are you sniffing me thing. But they get along with other dogs pretty well.
Man, it is really dark. I just realized how stupid that sounds. Of course it's dark. And it's gonna get darker. Tell you what, while we're here, Jasper, sit. Sit. Not a pretty fountain shot, but we should have enough light to at least see the dog. Hey, Jasper. Nope. Go back. Back up. Good boy. Sit. Stay. Good boy, Jasper. Okay, let's go. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, I was talking about that write, rinse, repeat or whatever book. If you're interested, ask me about it online. I'll get you a link. It's like $3. And I'm a great collector of books about how you should be writing instead of reading this book. So three bucks was entirely reasonable. Anyway, yeah, so after being all angsty about should I charge $9.99 or $4.99 or $1, I uh, finally saw that they said if you want to be successful, you just write more books, which is, of course, what Nathan said. So I feel a little stupid there. Sorry, I am still sleepy. We're on the back half now, and uh, I'm not as sleepy as I was yesterday, or most of this week. It's taken a lot longer to uh, get back on my feet. I think I figured out why. Um... With all the medical issues and stuff, I have been uh, on and off antibiotics for most of the last four or five months. And I believe that constantly killing off bacteria indiscriminately has been affecting my digestion. You know, all the good bacteria that make up the flora of stomach. Not the stomach, but you know what I mean. Anyway, so I'm almost done with this latest course of antibiotics, and I've... uh, started drinking that uh, kefir probiotic uh, yogurt, drinking yogurt. And I'm hoping that'll help. I mean, it's kind of nice losing weight, but feeling sick all the time is hardly a trade-off. So... 
Still, I feel better today than I did yesterday, but then again, it's a lot warmer. Hard to say whether that makes a difference or not. Oh, hey, if you get a chance, if you're familiar with Dr. Pamela Gay, uh, heard the podcast or seen any of the Google Plus stuff that she does, you've probably heard the buttery smooth tone of her voice. She uh, recently recorded basically an echoing version of herself saying, you know, planetary extinction event now engaged. Planetary extinction in 10, 9, 8, and does a really great, you know, computer voice. She put that up on uh, Google+. Plus. Search for Pamela Gay, you can find it. And uh, you can get the MP3. She offered it as bundled with a donation. And I'm pretty sure you can get away with getting it for free, but I gave him five bucks because the donation's going to something incredibly useful. I'm, I'm a big fan of space. Because there's so much of it. And there's so much room to grow. Always invest in the growth. Anyway, so yeah, I recommend looking that up. Pamela Gay's extinction recording. Planetary extinction event recording. I don't know what it's called. Just making up terms at this point. But that's what I do. Alright. What else? What happened yesterday? Uh, We had... Let's see, we went out to Target. I had to get some more SodaStream stuff. I consider myself something of a SodaStream crafter. Much like these, you know, beer... Uh, homebrew crafter types in much the same way that a hero at Guitar Hero is perfectly capable to play against Slash in a true Guns N' Roses concert. Which is to say, I'm no kind of connoisseur at all. But I do like the stuff. You know, real sugar instead of high fructose corn syrup. It's got slightly lower um, calorie count, sort of a way of weaning me off of regular Cokes, which is a good thing. Anyway, we went to get the SodaStream stuff, had to get refills on CO2 and more Dr. Pete. A pale knockoff of Dr. Pepper, obviously. And, uh... We had to, uh... We had to get some clothes for the EP because she has a chorus recital coming up soon. And they're all going to be wearing matching outfits. 
which is cute. And, uh, well, we wanted to pick up some clothes for the, uh, the homeless kids. So anyway, we did that. We went to get food. We were all really tired. I mean, you can tell a child is really tired when they tell you that they're tired. <clears throat> up until that point, they will swear up and down that they're not tired. They're not ready to go to bed. They can't go to sleep. And either it's commentary on her level of maturity or she was just really that tired. Anyway. We've been having too many late nights and I believe it's taken a toll. Too many things need to be done. I didn't even get any audiobook editing done yesterday. Hope to tonight. But I also have to pack gifts and stuff like that. After all, day after tomorrow is Allie's birthday. We're having a big party tomorrow. So I just got the low battery notice. That's at 33 minutes. I only mention that because it looks like our battery saving plan is working out. Let's see what else happened yesterday. Do, do, do. Can't think of much. It was a very slow day. on a gaggle of teens. Can only imagine how weird I look. Come on, puppy. reading one of Charlie Strauss's books because I'd never read it before. He makes me feel bad. <laughs> Not intentionally, he just, in like a couple of pages, he has so many lush descriptions and so few words that he, he employs so many modern ideas of future tech as just throwaway comments. I'm kind of in awe. And uh, yeah, I got this book because 
I associate Charlie Strauss with being a sci-fi author. And they said, uh, it's, it's, the book is called Saturn's Children. And they said that this one was him trying to be more like Heinlein in the, uh, in the rampant portrayal of sex. The uh, main character is apparently a uh, pleasure bot that uh, was created just before the last humans were wiped out. So she wanders without a purpose. And it was kind of funny because I get to like chapter two and I'm going like, there's no sex in this. But I think it'd look all all kinds of weird if I got up on a sci-fi forum and said, hey, I just got this uh, Charlie Strauss book and there's no porn. I'm sure it'll make more sense once I've read it, but it's a great story so far. With the concept of the graveyard and the the utter uncaring power of the nobility. I don't think I explore that as much as I should. I need to have the Athertons do something really awful. Just indiscriminately cull a bunch of humans. Just to make it very, very clear the level of power the nobility has. They are willing to openly do it. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's a great book. I learn as I read. Mostly I learn, and I'm not that great a writer. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, good book. And, so far as I read, completely lacking in sex. So, I'm sure that if you want to read a child, first couple chapters of a book, that's the book for you. Then don't read them anything else. Ah, let's see. What else? That's about it. Coming up on the uh, house now. So I may as well wrap it up. Glad you could join me today. And I hope that we will speak again tomorrow.